0: The Welsh love song. This song comes from the Welsh revival we all have heard about in England, in Wales. Many, many found the Lord and came to faith in Jesus Christ. And their hearts were full of Jesus. And I wish everybody this morning that you're full of Jesus. Hallelujah. Not full of yourself but full of Jesus, amen? Hallelujah, and it's good to be here. I'm glad that we are back in Australia. Our short holiday from eight weeks went very quickly. But now we are here, praise the Lord. And we have seen many things in Germany. And uh, so the Lord has blessed us. We had our reunion from a Bible college. And it was great to see Uh, all these brothers and sisters, we went together to Bible College in Germany and um, have fellowship with them. And also we traveled a little bit in Germany. And I want to continue with my series on uh, Christ in the book of... In the book of Acts. Have you forgotten? No. We are still there. We are still in the book of Acts. Did you know that the book of Acts has no real conclusion? Did you know that? Why? The book of Acts is still being written because the church of Jesus Christ and those who follow him are writing still the book of Acts. Amen? Your Acts and following with Jesus and what the Lord is doing for you these things are counted and been written down in heaven. Hallelujah. And so that's why it's important. We are living in the times of the book of Acts. We are still writing it. And that's so wonderful. We see when God saves people and people got healed and all these things God is doing within the church, It is these are acts that God is doing In his church. Hallelujah. And this morning I want to continue on that. And Christ in the book of Acts part 33. So that's what I want to preach on. And uh, I'm going to read a scripture from Acts chapter 18. The verses 24 to 28. Now a Jew named Apollos. An Alexandrian, by birth an eloquent man, came to Ephesus, and he was mighty in the Scripture. This man had been instructed in the way of the Lord, and being fervent in spirit, he was speaking and teaching accurately the things concerning Jesus being acquainted only with the baptism of John. And he began to speak out boldly in the synagogue. But when Priscilla and Aquila heard him, they took him aside and explained to him the way of God more accurately. And when he wanted to go across to Achaia, the brethren encouraged him and wrote to the disciples to welcome him. And when he had arrived, He greatly helped those who had believed through grace. For he powerfully refuted the Jews in public, demonstrating by the Scripture that Jesus was the Christ. Let's pray. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. I thank the Lord that you brought us back healthy here to Australia. I thank the Lord, for the church, your church. And I thank the Lord, for all the prayers that went up for my wife and myself, Lord. I thank you, Lord, and this morning, I thank you for your word, I pray. Bless this word. Give grace, O oh Lord, to speak your word. Give grace to listen to your word. And also give grace to act upon your word in the precious and wonderful name of of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now we know the Apostle Paul was traveling and preaching the gospel everywhere he came. And he was here in Ephesus. And all of a sudden, there's another man coming into the work, And this was a man, his name was Apollos. And let me say the theme is here, a new evangelist. This man came and he believed in Jesus Christ and he came to Ephesus and he was preaching there. And we see how he was a blessing to the church. Now, while Paul was probably in Jerusalem, it pleased the Lord to use another servant with different gifts, Apollos a Jew from Alexandria. When God uses someone else, then it is God's prerogative. God can do it. God can use them, this one, and then the other one. And here we see there is no room for jealousy. Paul, he was perhaps in Jerusalem and when you he heard about him, that he was in his work and continuing preaching there in Ephesus, he was not jealous. And Paul showed us very clearly, get your Bible. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, the verses 4 to 7, the Bible says there, and Paul wrote it himself. For when one says, I am of Paul, and other I am of Apollos. Are you not mere men? What then is Apollos? And what is Paul? Servants through whom you believed, Even as the Lord gave opportunity to each one. I planted, Apollos watered. But God is causing the growth. So then either the one who plants, nor the one who waters, is anything but God who causes the growth. Hallelujah. That's the right attitude the Apostle Paul had. And you know that the church in, in uh, Corinth had some problems. And some said, well, I'm going after Paul and I'm going after Apollos. He was a mighty man. He was preaching and he was a convicto, convincing the Jews that Jesus Christ is the Messiah. That's a very, very important thing. And Paul, wherever he got, he preached first in the synagogue to preach the Jews and tell them who Jesus is. And I might highly recommend what we just heard about Behold Israel. This man has a clear view, and we listen sometimes on YouTube of him, and I would have loved to be here and hear him, but uh, we were in Germany. And so those who were there, you were certainly blessed by the ministry of this man. And how important it is that Israel gets to know Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Last Sunday, we had our dear brother here from Celebrate Messiah. You remember our dear brother Hirsch? And he spoke very clearly. And the work they are doing is especially amongst the Jews to tell them Jesus Christ is your Messiah. And that's so very important that they might understand. And that was on the heart of the Apostle Paul as well. That's why he went always first into the synagogue to preach them who Jesus was. Now, Apostle, or Apollos, a disciple of John. Now, Apollos means, his name, Apollos, means what? Destroyer. His name means destroyer. Now, we know Satan also is a destroyer. John chapter 10, verse 10, the Bible says, the thief comes only to steal kill and kill and destroy. Now it's Apollos, his name means destroyer. He didn't destroy the church, hallelujah. He built up the church, but he destroyed the false thoughts about Jesus Christ amongst the Jews. And he, but with the powerful words and fervent in the spirit, he preached that Jesus Christ is the Messiah. Apollos did not destroy the church, as I said, rather the works of the devil. And we read in 1 John chapter 3, 8, The one who practices sin is of the devil. For the devil has sinned And from uh, from the beginning, the Son of God appeared for this reason or for this purpose. Why did Jesus come? To destroy the works of the devil. Apollos, he came and preached the gospel and destroyed the works of the devil. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There are three commendable things about Apollos, and I want to speak about these things. Three things especially about him. First, we read, he was mighty in the scripture. The Greek Bible calls him like this, and the Greek would understand, analogios. That means he was an eloquent man. He was an intellectual. Intellect is not wrong and it's good. And I praise the Lord if the Lord brings people and ministers and preachers with highly intellectual capacity that they're able to preach the word of God. He was here mighty in the scripture. Why was he mighty why? Because he studied the scriptures similar to our ministries we have here in Australia and all over the world. And I do appreciate these brothers. You know, the creation ministry, we have got highly intelligent people there. And I heard something about and. Uh, I watched a video from Dr. John McKay. Have you heard about him? He was here once, Dr. John McKay. And there was a debate between evolution against creation. And uh, so on the next day, there was a, uh, newspaper and this scripture said there sadly the creationists had the better argument the creationists had the better case hallelujah because these creationists people and men of God are highly educated and they are able to refute all these evolutionists. And that's wonderful. We have our case. If you believe the Bible and put your faith in the Bible, then you have something you can stand upon. Hallelujah. Listen, if you base your faith upon the Bible, you have always a better case. Amen. Hallelujah. We are not better, but we are better off. You understand it? We are better off. Hallelujah. Because the word of God is there. And that's so important. Now here in Alexandria, where this man came from, was the center of education. The center of education for the Jews, and also for the Greek. Famous teachers came from there. And there was a great intellectual Jew, a scholar, his name was Philo, and he was born 45 A.D. And this man was so gifted, and he was able to prove through the Old Testament that Jesus Christ is the Son of God or is the Messiah. And he was, and he taught the Old Testament exegesis. Could it be that perhaps Apollos went to his feet and sat at his feet as the Apostle Paul was sitting? at the feet of Gamaliel. These were great teachers in those days. Now, this man, highly educated, eloquent, he came to Ephesus. And he started to preach. And Apollos was also fervent in the spirit. Fervent in the spirit. That means... He was a confident speaking, a speaker. Now this confidence didn't come from him. I tell you where our confidence comes from. From the Lord and from this book, amen? From this book. Peter, you should lead or read his letters. Peter, he said very clearly in Second Peter chapter 1, Verses 16 and 19. And Peter gives us confidence. Christians are not those who are always in the background and they don't know anything and been pushed around. No, we have confidence in Jesus Christ. We have confidence in the Word of God. Amen? Hallelujah. That's why it's important that we read the Word. Now, Peter says here, 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 16 to 19. For we did not follow clever, devised tales when we made known to you the power and the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but we were eyewitnesses. Peter wanted to bring it to the Christians very clear. Listen. The gospel of Jesus Christ we preach, there was not a tale. It's not any, as just here saying, no, it's true. We were eyewitnesses and we saw it with our own eyes and heard it with our ears. And what was there? For when he received honor and glory from God the Father, such an utterance as this was made to him by the majestic glory, this is my beloved Son, in whom I'm well pleased. And we read it here. And we ourselves heard this utterance made from heaven when we were with him on the holy mountain. So we have the prophetic word made more, more, so we have made the prophetic word more sure. That means the word of God gives us confidence. And that's why if you have the word of God, the prophetic word, then you can be sure. And I'm not following any just Christian religion. No. I'm following Jesus Christ. And he is sure. And he is the rock of my salvation. Now which, and he said it's good, it's like a light which shines on a dark place. Which you do well to pay attention as to a lamp shining in the dark place until the day dawns and the morning star arises in your hearts. Do you understand something? Peter is planting confidence into the heart of the Christians. No, it's not something anybody started to bring up. No, it is a real thing eyewitness, we have seen it with our own eyes and we have heard it when the voice came from heaven, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Hallelujah. And that's great. Apollos was humble and teachable. Do you like this word teachable? Do you like it? We should be teachable. We mustn't think we have it all. No, 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 no. Whenever you think you have it all, you're missing the most important things. And we see a real man of God, even if he is an eloquent man, as he was portrayed here in the Bible. He was humble and still teachable. You try to teach someone something and if or she, he or she is not teachable, you can't get anything into the heart. Let alone getting something in their mind or in their brain. Apollos, he was teachable. And that's a good character. Now Paul left a Jewish couple in Ephesus. And you know the name of this Jewish couple? Anybody knows it? Priscilla and Aquila. I come later on on to that again. Now, they listened to him in Ephesus because Paul most likely was then in Jerusalem and he came back later on. And they listened, and they were fascinated. A speaker? Now, when he spoke, it was powerful. It was was convincing. And you know exactly whether a preacher has studied the word of God or not. And it was convincing. And they heard what he was saying. And the Bible reports very clearly. And it says, he was speaking and teaching accurately the things concerning Jesus being acquainted only with the baptism of John. So they heard what he spoke about Jesus was accurate. And he preached Jesus without Jesus There is no salvation. Hallelujah. That's why it's so important what we did this morning at the communion time. Concentrated on Jesus. Who is Jesus? And this question must be answered accurately. Who is Jesus? Now, right, Christology was so important and is important. Jesus Christ is not the founder, listen what I say. Jesus Christ is not the founder of a Christian religion. Can I hear an amen or not? What, what's the matter? <laughs> Jesus Christ is not the founder of a Christian religion. Amen? Amen. Jesus Christ is not just a miracle-working prophet of the Bible. Amen? Jesus Christ, let alone, is not a beloved prophet of the Quran. Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Amen? Can I hear an amen? That's what it is. Jesus Christ Is the son of God. Or nothing less. He is the son of God. And that's so important. That we understand. Wherever the gospel is being preached. He must be preached. As the son of God. You know. The Bible speaks. Or the New Testament speaks. About two Caesareas. There were two Caesareas. One Caesarea at the sea, where we heard last Sunday something from, and Caesarea Philippi, another place. Jesus had his disciples together at the place Caesarea Philippi, and he asked the disciples, now what do people say actually about me? Some people want to know what are they saying to me. Am I in a high course with the people or not? That was not a question Jesus wanted to know, whether people held him high. What do people think of me, who I am? And they brought all sorts of things. Oh, some said, well, you are one of the prophets, or you are the prophet, perhaps. Moses preached about a prophet that was supposed to come, and he came, and it was Jesus. Some said, well, you might be Jeremiah or one of the prophets. And Jesus said, now what do you think? What do you think I am? What do you think? And Peter said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God, The son of the living God. Hallelujah. That's why the gospel of Jesus Christ is not a Christian religion thing. That's why the gospel of Jesus Christ is the power of God. The son of God is amongst us this morning. Amen? The son of God is here. And that's so important. And Apollos preached these things about Jesus, the Son of God, very accurately. Because these two people, this couple, they were used to a good preaching by the Apostle Paul. And as he was preaching, they listened and listened. And Priscilla, perhaps she knocked him. Aquila said, do you listen to something? Do we hear something? What was happened? He preached Jesus, the Son of God, accurately, but there still was something missing. They knew from the Apostle Paul because they met before somewhere when they came from Rome. And they knew the Apostle Paul's preaching. And they realized something is missing. Although his Christology might have been accurately, nothing to be said against it. But something was missing. What was missing? What was missing? Anybody knows that? Christ, he preached Christ, yes? He didn't have that. Christ, Christ was missing Christ. Uh, Grace, mean. Grace, oh yeah. No? He was missing because he knew only about the baptism of John the Baptist. And he might have overheard John the Baptist, he preached more. And he preached in Matthew chapter 3. Eleven. As for me, I am baptizing you with water for repentance. He who comes after me is mightier than I, and I am not fit to remove his sandals. He will what? There was preaching of John the Baptist. There was preaching of John the Baptist. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Okay? A mightier than John was supposed to come and John preached about. And the one who would come after John would baptize in a far mightier element. It's the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit, he says, I baptize you with water. But the one who is coming after me, whom I'm not fit to open his sandals, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Have you heard it? He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire they realized this was somehow missing. He preached accurately the things about Jesus, nothing to be added to, but they were missing what Paul preached, what the apostles preached, what the Bible taught, and what actually John the Baptist preached as well. Now Priscilla and Aquila did not talk with others about it. They didn't go after the church and say, listen, uh, we have to be careful with with this man. He is great in speaking, oh boy. You can't fault him. Mighty in the scripture, mighty in his spirit. He has such such a confidence to speak, but, but something is missing. Did you hear there's something missing? What was missing? He knew only about the baptism of John the Baptist. That's all he knew. He never heard of Jesus, what Jesus was saying when he led his disciples up to the Mount of Olives, where Jesus went into heaven. And he said very clearly, remain in Jerusalem till you are being endued with the power of the Holy Spirit. That's wonderful, hallelujah. If the church needs anything more than ever, it's a mighty powerful outpouring of the Holy Spirit. A new hallelujah that we might be revived by the Spirit of God in a new way. They took him aside. They didn't talk behind his back and said, well, listen, listen, uh, something is wrong with this man. No. They went to him and spoke to him. Listen. Baptism in the Holy Spirit Speaking in other tongues as the Spirit gives utterance. Operating in the gifts according to First Corinthians chapter 12 and 14 is not crazy. Hyper Pentecostalism, it is the work of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What did it do? They explained to him the way of God more accurately. Pentecostalism and the gifts of the Holy Spirit is not crazy Pentecostalism. It is actually the work of God or the way of God. They explained to him a little bit clearer. But when Priscilla and Aquila heard him, they took him aside. I studied this very clearly and deeply. Do you realize something here? Have you realized something here? Who realized something here? Love for him. I want to see all the ladies here. Can can you raise your hands? All the ladies, raise your hands. Higher, higher, higher! All the ladies. Who was first named here? Who? Priscilla. Priscilla, she was a switched-on Christian. She was a switched-on sister in the church. Hallelujah. Thank the Lord for every switched-on sister in the church. Amen? Amen, yes. Oh, we need switched-on sisters. Hallelujah. And of course, switched-on man. But Apollos he was not such a man. A man, man, man. We man, we man, we man. No. No. He was able to listen to Priscilla and, and Aquila. Isn't it interesting, ladies? Here is a lady's name named first. Now. People might say, doesn't Paul say a, a woman has to, has to be quiet in the church? Doesn't Paul say so? But here, and I looked it up, I know you see it now, and I looked it up, and I can tell you the New American Standard Bible, the Greek translation, even the Greek Names Priscilla first, and then the German Wuppertaler Studien and the German Concordant translation, and the Recovery Version named Priscilla first. Isn't it interesting? Isn't it interesting? And that's what we see here. Ladies, you can be a blessing in the church. and if the Lord shows you something, speak forth, in love, of course. Say it. Don't say, well, Priscilla, uh, Aquila, you have to do know something quickly. No. Priscilla and Aquila. Priscilla and Aquila. I read it over and over again when I looked up all the other t- translations. And we see here something that Priscilla and Aquila talked to him. He was humble. He was humble and received this. What they might have taught him we we'll read it in the next chapter, the first verses there. And then Paul was then back in Ephesus. Next time I'm preaching, getting a chance to preach, I might continue on that one. And we see something wonderful. Hallelujah. I think every Genuine Pentecostal Christian is rejoicing about this. Hallelujah. And we do have confidence in the wonderful word of God. Hallelujah. Now, Apollos, a servant of the Lord, he was humble. He didn't say, no, 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 Priscilla, psh, psh, psh. quiet, 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 quiet. All you ladies who are switched on in the Lord and in the scripture, if the Lord shows you something, bring it. It can be a blessing. And it was a blessing for this Apollos. What do we see here? Apollos, he wanted them go to Achaia and the disciples or actually the people, the church gave him a recommendation that when he comes to Achaia, that the, the disciples, the believers who were there would receive him. Isn't wonderful? Because the church saw something that Aquila was Humble. He was teachable. Are you teachable? Men, boys, are you teachable? And he got a recommendation. And perhaps in this way, when he comes to you, take him up. And listen to him. He has learned something wonderful. And he is really, really a man of God. Hallelujah. So, intelligence is not in the way when we want to serve the Lord. Amen? Intelligence is not in the way. He was an intelligent eloquent man but humble and took some advice hallelujah and even if it has to be from a from a didn't you listen to the preaching and even if it was from a switched on sister In the church. Amen. Hallelujah. All you sisters, switch on. Switch on. And if the Lord gives you something in the word of God, don't keep it back. Of course, there's a special gentle way sisters could do that. Isn't that right? Hallelujah. We have a saying in German. Ausnahmen bestätigen die Regeln. So I have to translate it. Exceptions prove the rules. Of course, what Paul said, I do not want a woman to teach. That's the rule. But here we see an exception. Exceptions prove the rules. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Jesus Christ is the son of God. Hallelujah. 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 Without Jesus, nobody will be saved no matter how religious he or she might be, doesn't count. It counts only that what out of heaven was set on the Mount of Transfiguration. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And there's also this little word. I think it is in Matthew 6. 17 or so, listen to, listen to him. Who is this him? Who is this him? Jesus, listen to him. That was a voice that came out of heaven. Heavenly Father, you are so good. I thank you, Lord. And also, as we saw here, In Ephesus, as this man, you could use him because he knew your word. He was in the spirit. And he spoke the word of God accurately. He spoke about Jesus accurately. But Lord, what he was lacking of, you gave him hallelujah. And I pray, Lord Jesus... If we are lacking of anything, give it us, Lord Jesus. Please, Lord, give us. And we thank you for your loving kindness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen.